All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Oilers are beating the ever-loving hell out of the Calgary Flames. Just It just really feels like hockey season. Let's get into it with the lead. Giddy up. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Nothing better than doing a show less than 24 hours after the Oilers absolutely spanked the Calgary Flames 7-2. Make the final. Wrong spot, but ah, I, I do. I do love the curling reference. Curling season is upon us, folks. It is. I can't wait till we do that on a weekly basis. Yep, um, daily basis. Yeah, it's uh, that was fun last night, man. Oh, that the, we're not talking about curling anymore. No, we're not. Oh, um, I, I was quickly pivoting back to the Oilers <laughs> talk. Um, there is a lot for us to get to on Oilers Nation every day. Yeah, Aaron, the speakers are just totally unplugged from the board, <laughs> so we got to find the cord and plug them back in. I can't hear anything right now. Yeah, is that one? Now we're oh. now we're going to hear things again, which is important because we have Frank Saravalli coming up in a few Dude. minutes on the show. We want to be able to hear that guy. He'll be popping into the sports closet studio, and we are going to break down the seven-two shellacking that the Edmonton Oilers gave the Calgary Flames last night. It was rocking in that arena. You were there. Kind of felt like a regular season game for a bit. Yeah, it it was good. I mean, the Oilers had a lot of guys out there. There was very few players missing. I think it was well, like Kulak mm-hmm. didn't play. Obviously, Campbell didn't play. Like besides that, though, like majority of the boys were in there. The power play was in full effect. And 
It was good vibes. Shout out to the gentleman next to me who continuously stood up yelling, let's go Oilers every five minutes, trying to really get people into it. Oh, that I, one be annoying. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly, let's just, let's just get this on. You know, let's get the regular season moving. Well, if we got one more left. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I love seeing them beat the shit out of the Flames last night. That's great. That warms your heart before the hockey season. Really gets you into Kool-Aid drinking season as well. Like, I'm ready to predict 190 points for Connor McDavid. I'm ready to predict Brown. 40 goals for Connor Brown. Raph Lavoie, yeah. runner-up to Bedard, Rookie of the Year. Like up. <laughs> All that stuff, right? Like, having a big win like that feels great. We do need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Yes. And remember, it's the preseason, and they basically did that against the Stockton Heat. I don't even know if that's still the Flames farm team, but still, the jokes, the joke stands. That was a skeleton, bare bones roster the Flames put out there, and the Oilers did exactly what they should have done, beating the hell out of them. Yeah, there was uh, there was a few times that I picked up a little lineup sheet on the way in, and mm. pretty much every time somebody on the Flames did something, I had to pick it up and see who it was. Yeah, it was Zadarov and Vladar, and everybody else who the Flames are going to send down in this next week. Pretty much, and the other, you know what? Yep. You can only beat what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only play your schedule. And the others went out, did exactly what they needed to do. Had a bit of a hiccup, I guess you could say, towards the end of the first period, allowing two goals. Skinner's going to want the first one back from Zadarov. The second one, defensive breakdown. It's what it is. But that's what preseason's about, I suppose. But again, let's move on to the regular season. The Oilers also made it look easy. And at times, they were quite literally toying with the Flames. You picked up on one moment in particular. There, there was one moment, and Dry Saddle basically missed an open net. And he just openly laughed on the ice with Hyman about it. And there was just a couple other things too. Like they were just, they were really just playing with them at, at some point. Some of this shit they were trying to pull is like, you would never do this in a regular season. And spirits are, spirits are high right now. And I mean, went for Calgary. They were quick to get off the ice. No, uh, no shootout after this victory. No, no bonus shootout. <laughs> thankfully for the Flames. Uh, Cause the Oilers stars were rolling in that hockey game and they got rolling early with a Connor McDavid goal. Um, this thing, like there was ever any doubt, and there's no way there would be. Um, you know, yeah, play that McDavid goal. He's gonna be a problem once again for other teams this year because let's break this down. The Flames play this perfectly. <laughs> so well. So they keep dry settled to the outside, and he somehow seems a perfect pass right across the table, McDavid. They keep McDavid to the outside, perfectly to the outside, all the way to the goal line. Oh the backdoor option is covered, and the goalie's on his post, and McDavid with an effortless flick of the wrist puts it into the top corner. This is one of the most kind of impressive goals you're going to see just in terms of you give McDavid nothing, absolutely nothing. And he still finds a way and still finds a way to just make it look easy. Like he takes one stride from when he picks up the puck. That is a detail of this. That is just absolutely remarkable. Like he gets past the guy, no stride. His feet don't really move. It's incredible. Yeah, he is. uh... The best in the world. No, there's not a lot else yeah. to say. Is like, we like, know all everything there, we're saying. Yeah. That's was, mid-season McDavid right <laughs> yeah. there when he's dangling and going short side top shelf. There was, um, I think it was a Vander Kane's goal yesterday when Bladar went to pass to the defenseman and it, the defenseman missed and he went to McDavid. Yeah. I thought that was such an incredible play too because most guys would just shoot that straight on that. But McDavid just obviously just things differently. Sees Vander Kane wide open on the back, just puts it on his stick for an easy goal. And it's just like, Nobody's thinking the way he's thinking. Like nobody is. And 
They really have incredible players on their team and these incredible players in this league. But every night it's McDavid who wows us over and over again. And we're lucky. I'll we're never lucky. get sick of it. No, I'll me neither. And every year, like, we're, we're so lucky. Here, well, how many points did he get last year? 140? 158. 158. There's a very good opportunity that he can score like 170 this year. And nobody's going to buy an eyelid. Dude, I'm, like, I'm, it's insane. Sorry, 153 last year 153. for McDavid. I th- the goal this year for McDavid is two points a game, one sixty four. That's where I'm setting the bar. Yeah, I think so. What a crazy bar to set! Wow, and all of us are like, yeah, no, he could, he could do that. What if he's only eleven points below that last season? Like seventy one power play points last year for McDavid. Like I think there's a world where he averages a power play point a game. That's not the craziest thing in the world. No, no it is. nothing is crazy. Not. Everything is possible. <laughs> and another layer of this too is. The Oilers' top six got better this year. Another player to play with McDavid and Connor Brown, who they have the chemistry with, like yeah. that's going to help. And it's just like Connor Brown is. Was, I good. was telling people to pump the brakes mm-hmm. on calling him Connor or Zach Hyman light. No, I was like, he no won't need. be like that. I was like, but he should be an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto. He's without a doubt an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto, and he is Zach Hyman light. He might score twenty five goals this year. Like, yeah, again, definitely. I think that might have to be the bar with Connor Brown is 25 goals. Yeah, I think that's fair. And for the most part, too, they'll all be like even strength goals. Yeah, he won't get the power play time. He won't get a lot. Uh, I'm just curious here. Connor McDavid has 850 points this season uh, in his career. <laughs> in his career. <laughs> he's going to hit 1,000 points this season. He should hit it if he's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, he's hitting 1,000 this year. In less than 700 games. I tell you That's though, the Connor good. Brown edition and Jay Woodcroft said it yesterday. He fits like a glove. Like mm, in yeah. this example here for this highlights that I got right here, you just see him find the zone in the front of the net, kind of drifts out, boom, back of the net. It's just so yeah. effortless and smooth and playing with a guy like Connor, as you kind of see there, he just stick lifts, buddy. Boom. Zips it out, center ice, back of the net, just like that. And those are the kind of plays, you know, to play with Connor McDavid. You got to be always locked and loaded and ready to go. And he seems like that kind of player. But also, like, the thing I like about this is we run it back one more time. This is where the chemistry, I think, is really apparent with Connor Brown and Connor McDavid. That wasn't an accidental McDavid had to look and find Connor Brown. He's moving with like legit purpose here. Look, it's like, where does Connor going to want me? Boom, top of the circle and stop, slam on the brakes. Yeah. That wasn't just like I'm floating in the zone and oh, Connor McDavid happened to put it on my tape. Like that was intentional going to that spot. Mm-hmm. He was went to a spot ready to shoot. I think that again says the chemistry is a legit thing here. Luke Gazdick told us that earlier in uh, earlier on in the week when he was on the show. So McDavid and Brown, that's a big, big takeaway from last night's hockey game. They looked very good together. Connor McDavid was forcing turnovers, scoring goals, just... Just flat out unreal. Like, we'll, we'll, I, I was going to say something, but I want to save it for the short for giant question. Um, I want to keep going with things we saw last night. Raph Lavoie scores. Yep. I think he's cemented. Yep. He two goals in up. two games, you're good. Essentially, he needed to have one good Statement game. game. Yeah. And last night was it. He played like 12, 13 minutes, I think it was. And the majority of those minutes are the, uh, came up in the third period mm-hmm. and, he finished off the scoring last night with his goal, as you can see. Like Dylan Holloway, I think it was who was behind the net. And Holloway and Yamark, this line was sneaky good, actually. Lavar, there he is, right in front of that shooter shoot. He knows where to be. And that's kind of what the Oilers need in the bottom six is a guy who is a legit goal scorer, a guy who it naturally comes to him where to be on the ice. And 
Lavoie can be that guy, but outside of scoring goals, I think he had three really good chances last night and this kind of finished it off. One of them drew a penalty for a slashing call too. But the thing I liked about him is he was actually using his size. He was using his size to force his way inside. He was using his size on the forecheck. He was winning a lot of puck battles. Like He was in guy's face yesterday, which was kind of good to see. And also showed some pretty good skill with the puck as well. I don't think we've, we're going to see this on a consistent basis because that's just been something that's plagued Lavoie throughout his American League career. Towards the end of last season, we saw it very well. But we don't need him to be consistent, to be honest. We need him to be good like every five games. You need a couple of heaters out of him yeah, and, and to chip great. in 15 goals this year. Like if that happens, that's unbelievable. Exactly. And you know what? Another layer to this as well. We, we've discussed it a little bit, but mm. say he plays with Holloway. Yeah. And uh, whoever his sentiment is. Yeah, last night it was Yanmark. Mm. McDavid rotates through that line. He's got two players who can legit play yep. top six minutes one day in the NHL. And I think that's going to help him too. And he, he looked okay with McDavid. I think a couple of times we've seen him play with the higher end guys, dry saddle on McDavid, and he's looked a little bit lost. But this would be, what, the third or fourth game now he's probably played with them. And it seems to be coming a bit more common to him. So I liked his game last night. I know yesterday on the show I came on and basically crapped on his parade. But mm-hmm. he credit, answered the bell. Credit where credit is we due. Said, we yeah. said we wanted to see him deliver and do something to take the job. Exactly. That was something. And he, and he did it. And it's like when we had Luke Gazdick on the other day and he said, he's like, he needs to be more physical. And maybe once he gets more physical, that can engage him. Well, immediately right from the jump, that's what I saw from yesterday. And he ended up with a goal. So good job to him. And there you go. Lane Peterson also looked good in that game. He scores on an absolute beauty of a Mm -hmm. breakaway. Um, We'll get a quick look at this one. I'm not quite sure how he got so open or where he was on this play, (laughs) but we're going to ignore that and instead just pay attention to the fact that he was clearly in all alone. Fires at home. He had his best game as an oiler this preseason. They put Yanmark at 4C and there's two and he wasn't that good there. You didn't like him? I thought he was okay. He was thought, okay. Considering he doesn't play in the position. Yeah. He also lost some battles to American League guys, and that's a yeah. little concerning. There's two ways I think you can read this with Yanmark playing center. The coaching staff is comfortable with him and confident in him. He's making the team. They're just experimenting. Or they're sitting there going, holy shit, there's no room for this guy on our wing. We need to see if he can play center in these final two games. Otherwise, it's Lane Peterson's spot. I kind of thought about that as well as them being like, okay, well, we kind of need a fourth line center and Yanmark is someone we're familiar with and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I took it as more of a positive thing for Yanmark and I hope that like, okay, he can play that. Also, Adam Earn probably isn't going to be on this team. Anymore. I don't think Adam Earn is making the team. No, and he, he played on the wing yesterday, so maybe they can switch that around a little bit, but I do think it'll be Lane Peterson that goes on waivers. For the so sole too. reason of he would more likely clear than Yanmark, I would assume. But again, the waiver wise is such a such a mess. Who really knows what's going to happen there? But I think that's what's going to happen. But Patterson and Lavoie both both proved themselves last night. They have one more game of auditions for themselves to really show what they're all about. I think Ernie will, will go down to Bakersfield too. But I wonder if they like Yanmark being as a center for his, his speed. He's not overly quick, but he's quicker than Derek Ryan. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's a scenario where like Derek Ryan takes the draws and uh, and Yanmark just plays the center position. I don't know. I still don't love that. Um, But if it allows you to play a potentially a third line of Holloway, McLeod, 
Lavoie. Lavoie. That's tempting. Let's get into uh, the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat. You guys are buzzing. There's over 150 of you watching on the YouTube right now. So what do we want our like goal to be, Liam? Um, I set it at 90 for Connor Brown's career goals. All right. I, I like that. Beautiful. Let's get to 90. Hammer yeah. that like button for us. Uh, Naeem put a comment in. I want to see a third line of Lavoie, Clowder, and Holloway. Bring back the kid line. Our boy Brad is in the chat. He says that is a fast third line. He said it could be our version of the HBK line. Um, yeah, like a ton of yeah. speed all throughout there is kind of the way that line found success for the Penguins during their runs. And I look at that goal. Holloway, just a demon on the forecheck, goes in, wins a race grabs the puck, hockey sense to throw it in front. Lavoie is, as he said after the game, he's a shooter and he thinks like a shooter, right? Damn right. So I, I like that duo. And again, you want to hit him with more speed in Ryan McLeod. I, I think that trio has the potential to be very exciting. And that leaves you a fourth line of Fogel, Ryan, Yanmark, which is fine. It's dependable, if anything. It is dependable. I, hmm, I worry about Fogel's production on that line. And I feel like Fogel is such a streaky player in the sense of you kind of need him to play with better players so he can get in the rhythm of things a little bit. I I like that third line a lot though. That's you know, you got McLeod and yeah. Holloway who are gonna forecheck everything, every every shift. And then you have a guy like Lavoie who's a shooter, right? Like I feel like that line can actually cause a, yeah. quite a lot of problems. So is the always have an embarrassment of riches that fortunately they can probably put a third line caliber player on their fourth line. Yeah. It's going to be is what it is. And most times they'll and play again, 11 and seven too. So it'll kind of figure and guys are going to get hurt. Whatever. 100%. These line combos are going to yes. exist for like eight periods probably. And then someone will go down, but like <laughs> that long. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a problem playing Fogel on the fourth line. I don't, I don't think you yeah. can sit there and worry about his production or anything like that. You need to play them where it's best for the team. And I honestly yeah. think what's best for the team might be a really damn electric third line of Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod, and Raph Lavoie. I think that could actually really work for this team. So, yeah, I uh, I, I think that's got potential. I like that point from Naeem. Um, what else do we got going on in the chat here? Uh, Naeem follows it up, says, I see Fogel being dealt for an upgrade at the deadline to make the money work if he doesn't start hot. I mean, yeah, if you, and if you're playing him on the fourth line, you're kind of mm-hmm. right in his obituary yeah. as an oiler to an extent because sure. I can't see him producing a ton of offense on that fourth line. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Again, it'll be it'll be tough for him to be an oiler till the end of the year just because of that cap hit. But that being said, I'm a believer in contract year Warren Fogel. I do still think he's going to have a good year. Maybe he can be the guy who is the offensive spark on that fourth line. Maybe mm. we're not giving him enough credit in that regard as well. He um he had a couple of chances last night. You just want to see. I think he just needs one. He mm. needs to score in like some kind of one on one opportunity. I don't care if it's like. <laughs> Five foot away from the narrow breakaway from halfway, right? He like, needs reps in the shootout. Oh, there we my go. goodness. They should have put in, him in three times. Like, what was that? TJ Oshie at the World Juniors yeah, one? At yeah? the Olympics. Yeah, TJ Sochi. Um, we do have big wave of news. Do you want to get to that? <sighs> okay. I will uh, I will dig into it here. Let's see what's going on on the waiver wire, according to Chris Johnston. Uh, a couple of names I don't know. Calgary put Martin, don't call me Vashik Pospisil on waivers. Andres Johansson in Pittsburgh. That's a name we know. Alex Nylander in Pittsburgh. Um, Seattle put eight guys on waivers, including. No. No. Could the return be possible? The Oilers need a fourth line center. Well, he's not a center. He is. And he's not an NHLer. 
He is an hey, energy. He scored hey, two hey, goals hey, last year. Hey, hey, we're he all friends here. Um, yeah. Sorry, buddy. I don't think that's happening. I would. I want to put it past him. I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably sorry, would dude. too. I probably would too. Ah, maybe one day though. We'll always have the photo and the memories. And yep. the memories. Yeah, and the memories. It was uh, <laughs> It was quite something last night actually seeing Liam Peterson score on a breakaway wearing number 19. Bittersweet. I would say. Not, one for you. Not the same. Well, I, I didn't really know what to do. I'm there in the stands <laughs> in my Devon Shaw jersey. And would you ever change it to a Peterson jersey? Never. Ah. Were you the only one in the stands in a Devon Shaw jersey? <laughs> I think it's fair to assume. <laughs> I would his, assume. Unless his mom was in attendance. But uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Devon Shaw's an order tomorrow morning. Maybe. That would be electric if that happened. I would love to see no, it Liam be. in the morning. <laughs> Just not, for Liam's reaction. I might Just not sleep Liam. tonight. Mapping <laughs> <laughs> out scenarios. Yeah. Refreshing on the way. Make, you got a spreadsheet. You're like, how can we make this work? <laughs> got to get him back in the lineup. Damn it. Anyways, um, there you go. That's kind of our breakdown of last night's game. Skinner, you said it, kind of wants one of them back, but he was fine. He was fine. I think Jack Campbell starting opening day, folks. I think so too. I'm kind of coming to terms with that and I'm fine with it. I honestly, it's kind of like the lines. It doesn't matter. What are you laughing at? Uh, keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they are on opening night. It matters that your best team is available to you. Once mm-hmm. the trade deadline is done and you're in the peak and then you head into the playoffs. That's when it really matters. The others, unless something goes wrong, Ryan Pinder said it yesterday. 99% in the playoffs. Yeah. Unless something else. Yeah, I know he was like, if McDavid gets hurt and it's like, yeah, okay. Like even if McDavid got hurt, knock on wood, they're fine. They're, they're still okay. probably okay. They just need to be good. They uh, need Campbell to be a reliable goaltender when the playoffs come. The reason I was laughing I is because Frank Saravalli's coming up in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I know he absolutely hates the idea of us asking him about the trade deadline. Mm. So I put a poll in the chat on if we should start the interview with Frank by asking him <laughs> about the trade deadline. And I'm really intrigued to see what his reaction will be. Can I mean, 74% of people want it. So, and I would like to ask you a question about the goaltending to the audience. Okay. Because Viperistic just put this in. He said, right now it's Campbell 1A and Stu 1B. Why? Like, I don't think because Campbell starts on opening night that makes him the Oilers starting goaltender. I think it just, I think it's, I don't know. I don't well, know. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but he's just like, Stuart Skinner has not done anything to lose this job. No. I don't think Campbell has necessarily fully proven himself to be the star. Hasn't yet. done it in the regular yes. season. Has not proven it at all. My kind of thing is they are going to split this workload mm. 44, 30, whatever. What would that be? 44, 38. Yeah. 44, 38. 44, 30. Something along those lines, I think, is how they're going to split up the workload. Yes. That means there's only going to be six more starts for Stuart Skinner. Like you can label it 1A, 1B all yeah. you want. The bottom line is these guys are probably going to be very, very close in game started this year. And you're going to ride the hot hand. You want to keep them both rested. Mm. There's no need. Like if Campbell starts game one, it's not some indictment on Skinner and not some like, oh my God, he's lost the crease. Yeah. It's disrespectful. No, he'll start the home opener and you're good. They're split. They'll split the first two games. It's a smart thing to do. And we can have that without some weird discourse about like Jack Campbell's the number one. Stuart Skinner's lost the job. Uh. Dude, can I remind you that last year to start 
the year in the preseason, we thought Jack Campbell was the number one. Yeah. How quickly did that change? By November, we'll, we'll <clears throat> see what we have in both these guys. But I agree with you, Ty. This is going to be a pretty even split. Kyle Cruz says it in the chat. Why do you have to have a so-called starter? If both play great. It could be a situation like Boston at 100%. Sure. Yeah. I'm with that. I, don't I prefer even, that. I don't even think they, you can even label them as 1A, 1B right now. I think no. the others have two goaltenders who can go into opening night and win them that hockey game. Christopher Palmer says A and B means we don't have a bonafide starter. I don't agree with that at all. No, I, mean, yeah. I think A and B just means you have two guys that are close in skill level. And also, in today's NHL, you need that. Yeah, Guys aren't starting 60 games anymore. There's not that many legitimate top-tier number ones in the league. The situation that Edmonton has going into this year is not an uncommon one. It's the norm. Two guys who you can both rely on. Ottawa's got Corpus Allo and Forsberg, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I could keep going down the list. LA's doing it with Talbot and Copley. Probably a dumb bet. Neither of them are as good as a guy like Skinner, but that's fine. Vegas is going with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, right? Seattle's going Dreger and Grubauer. They're splitting the workloads all across the league. It doesn't mean that it, it it's not it's no longer just a product of not having a good goalie. It's just what teams realize they need to do. Even Calgary, Ladar and Mockstrom. And Dustin Wolf. And Dustin he's yeah. such a good goalie. They have nowhere to put him. Um the Pacific Division is an absolute wild card for Golden. I never really picked up on that, but like we truly don't know how good Aiden Hill can be be over a full season. He's never as, played more than like 27 games in a season. Yeah, so that's one thing. The Talbot and Copley, I don't know on that one either. Like, that's going to be yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't. Like, uh, Grubauer and Driga. Battle of mid. Did, yeah, yeah Driga <laughs> didn't play last season. Yeah, he was hurt. He got hurt at the World Championship. So that's like a massive year. question mark. And then Vancouver has the best goal. If Demko's game. healthy, they're good. They're good. And they're then, basically the only set it and forget it team in the division. Yeah. Except for like Anaheim and San Jose who are just straight up forget it. Who's San Jose goalie? I don't know. I'm on it. Take a look. I got it right here. Uh, let's see if I can think of it before Aaron has it. Uh, got it. Capo Coke. Correct. Oh. And Mackenzie Blackwood. Correct. Oh, Boom. Yeah. Look at that. Double you jeopardy. guys know your stuff. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. So, like, again, yeah. they don't give a shit. Like, no, I, I don't know. It's just, I never really realized that Pacific yeah. was in that. The others might have the best tandem. I take Hill and Thompson still. Yes. I guess I think there's yeah, lots I, there. Until proven. Yeah. yeah, recency bias might be a little bit in there because once again, like you said, Aiden Hill, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was like at the fourth string in Vegas at one point. You know, like it's yeah. crazy. It's true. So I, I do like Aiden Hill though. They gave him a ton of money. I think that's a bit of a risk. He's making more than Stuart Skinner. Aiden yeah. Hill's never played a full season. Yeesh, yeesh, jinkies. <laughs> Sherwood Ford giant question of the show. After you watched the Edmonton Oilers absolutely roll the Calgary Flames. Do you play the big guns in this preseason finale on Friday? Um, they play Seattle. Yeah, sounds like Seattle aren't bringing a lot of guys from what yeah, I heard. They're not, they're not bringing the dogs. Uh, no, uh, you know, I don't. They I looked don't. so the, good last night, yeah. Liam. Yeah, they, they don't did. need. You don't need to run the, a risk. The only thing I was considering was you got the power play reps in. They got like eight power plays last night, and I know I get it. Like. It, it, they don't need power ups, but I'm just thinking like maybe maybe if they did, but no, I wouldn't. I'd probably. Well, who would need to play? Kulak didn't play last night. Campbell will play. Um, I call McLeod maybe. Like I don't know if they're gonna play. Yeah, hopefully you can get one of them into a yeah. game and just give them a few minutes. The, I think Friday's game could be one where you see like Brad Malone play 22 minutes. Yeah, you, I'm just trying to think how many players do they even have left. Like. 
Because Hamlin went down, right? Hamlin went down. So Maloney's still here. Pedersen, Ernie, Holloway, Lavoie oh. play those guys. Yeah, Mark yeah, play Derek Ryan. So that's seven. Yeah, forwards. so if you put in Malone, you can take out one of Dry or McDavid. Yeah. Maybe you even go eleven and seven tomorrow or in the next game. So you have a lot of defense. Play Vinny. Right Hopefully McLeod and Ekholm are healthy enough to get into a game. Like I don't see a reason to have McDavid and Dry settle in the lineup no. for the preseason finale. Like you're good. Don't run a risk. Last night was the dress rehearsal. And yeah. that yeah. was that, that was it. That's what you want to see before going in. I do want to point out, I saw this during a tweet. Said that Drysdale and McDavid were eighteen of twenty-one on the face-offs last night. There were, there was, I like that. Sounds good. That is good. There was a point in the game last night. You know, they have some of the stats oh, yeah. on the screen, and I actually thought it was just an error. But it said the others were eleven and zero in face-offs. That's what you get when you bring Pretty the Stockton Heat to town, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Christopher Palmer says that means seven days between games. I'm not overly concerned about that. I no. think I'm fine with giving the boys seven days off. Practice hard. The thing is, too, the entire league is doing this. Yeah. You know, when like Vancouver probably isn't playing their stars either in their final game. Kind of is what it is. It's just the motion of it. And also, players are in such good shape and condition nowadays that it doesn't matter how long you really get off. Like Ekholm and McLeod haven't played a game. If they step into day one, without a game under their belts, they're probably going to be okay. Granted, if they come back in like November, that's not going to be good. <laughs> a couple of people are saying they're going to the games. They got to play. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel for you. I feel for you if you're going, but you'd get to probably see Raph Lavoie again. Yep. It'd be Friday night, Rogers place. Your last chance to see Adam Ernie in an Oilers Jersey. I like what wise, wise Kyle said here of Ernie Pedersen Lavoie first Hell line yeah. winner. Take all you get the roster spots. <laughs> Gladiator so style. Out there. None of them are passing the puck to each other. They're yeah. just like <laughs> the, the blue uh, line. You could easily piece it together. You still got Gleason here, Camden, um, Kemp. Like this. So is Kemp still up? Kemp played last night. Oh yeah. No, I think they're just going to keep them up until they can't. Yeah. Like, like the fact that no one's on waivers today, I think, is a sign that. Yeah. They plan on playing all those. Like you would yeah, send them call. down. You would have put them through waivers today if you weren't planning on playing them in the last game. So yeah. that probably answers the Sherwood Ford Giant question. Uh, shout out to Sherwood Ford at the Giant. If you want to check out their fantastic inventory of new and used vehicles, you can do so by heading to sherwoodford.ca. Sherwood ah. <laughs> yeah, I almost got gotcha. you. I can't remember what Addy's yeah. doing. <laughs> shout out to Sherwood Ford, uh, the Giant. Frank's going to be stopping by. In just a second here, let's catch up with the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, Casino YouTube chat. Um, Brad Bay says the big boys are playing again. I, I don't know. Uh, how's Connor Brown looking? Is the chemistry already there from Good and You? Yeah, we talk, talked about that off the jump. Um, the chemistry is there between McDavid and Brown. I have no concerns. I was saying in the offseason, I think Brown might have been a better fit with Leon Dreisaitl. I now no longer believe that. Connor Brown, Connor McDavid, first line. Put Evander Kane there, Evander sure. Kane, yeah. That's a lot of disruptors with Connor McDavid, yeah. and that's two guys who Brown is showing he can finish chances at a high level right now. Evander Kane has shown us in the past he can finish chances at a high level. I like Connor Brown in his defensive game as well, which should balance out having Evander Kane on that line a little bit. So the whole thing kind of lines up to. Uh, do you do you yeah. remember a couple of years ago when all we wanted was shooter ninety seven on his line? Yeah, and now we've got two of them. Now we've got two of them up there. I feel very confident about that. 
Uh, Scotty asks, does Tyler have a Blue Jays reaction video somewhere? Yeah, you can go listen to like the first three minutes of Blue Jays Nation radio from today. I was not thrilled. Um, that was terrible yesterday. That was just flat out awful. Um, the decision to yank Barrios is so astronomically stupid. I know it's not John Schneider's call in that scenario. We now know that I should say with the context. If it was purely John Schneider's call, you fire him. If it came from above him, you fire them. Like, just get rid of everyone. What, what do you mean? It wasn't his call. Isn't he the guy who makes the decisions? But they sit there before the game with the you spreadsheets so. and the analytics, and they mm. say our best path to victory is do not let Jose Barrios face the lefties a second time. So they yank him. I think it's incredibly stupid. Um, you got to trust your players. You got You committed $130 million to Jose Barrios a couple summer or a couple winters ago. It, why are you paying someone $130 million if you don't trust him to pitch past the third inning or past the second time through a rotation? Minnesota had Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. And what'd they do? Set it and forget it. Put those guys in three times through the order. They got you five or six innings. You were onto your clutch bullpen. At the same time, as mad as I am about the Barrios thing, it was dumb. If Barrios would have thrown a complete game shutout, you can't, can't win a, you can't win a game zero zero. Yeah. The offense has to piss a drop at some point. And part of it is bad luck. I understand that. I said it yesterday. Matt Chapman in the first game hits a ball further than anyone else in that baseball game hits a ball. It's out at the track. The twins hit two home runs to short part shorter parts of the park. They win three one. You go to yesterday, Matt Chapman lines one just perfectly into the corner, almost perfectly. It misses the foul line by less than a foot. Next pitch or two pitches later, he grounds into an inning ending double play, almost beats it out by a step too. Vladdy, dum 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 dum. Mm. I wouldn't be stunned if they walk from Vladdy or if they move Vladdy this winter. I think this core is rotten. I don't think this core can win. So I'm pretty disappointed in the Jays right now. Him getting picked off on second base was so backbreakingly painful to watch. That's just dumb. As he was like on second, looking at Bo, being like, settle down, settle I know. down, settle down. And then for that to happen, you got picked off. You're not even the lead runner. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't even think of that. You aspect. can, and also it's a full count, two outs. You can get a very incredible secondary lead. There's no need to be that far off the base. Like, just by getting a good secondary lead and moving, you're going to score on basically any ball hit to the outfield. You're breaking on contact. Like, it's just so stupid every way you look at it. It sucks. Um, so, yeah, I think one thing. This show or this season showed us is Vladdy's probably not a guy you're paying three to four hundred million dollars to. Bo probably is a guy you're paying three to four hundred yep. million dollars to. So back up the Brinks truck for Bo. And the truck can take Vladdy on the way out. <laughs> I mean, maybe I love the guy still, and I there's a part of me that's like you bet on a bounce back. Don't trade a guy when he's at his lowest value. But I think they need to shake something up there because it's bad. Does he speak English yet? <clears throat> He does. Yeah. It's just, he's not comfortable enough to do it in, in yeah, the interviews because he will sometimes. Uh, Frank needs a link. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was going to ask quickly on the Blue Jays. So who's going outside of players? Like, do they need to look at Atkins and Shapiro? I think, I think Shapiro stays because he's been so good on the business side and his fingerprints are all over the stadium renovations okay. and things like that. And they had a very good business year. Yeah. Three million people bought tickets to Jay's games this season. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's very good. Um, I think Atkins has got to go because if you're, if the decision's being made to move on from the manager, 
Ross Atkins doesn't get to hire another one. That's kind of the way that works, that right? Third, right? It would be a second. Or it would be his third, yes. Because yes. he fired Montoyo for Schneider. Now he'd be firing Schneider. If you think you need to make a managerial change, you've now made a bad read on Schneider. You're done. Um, Shapiro can stay because presidents can... Uh, yeah, again, can- you get a redo. You always get a redo of the higher below you, I think, <laughs> is the way it works. Mm. Or at least the way I would do it. So yeah, I think uh, I think Atkins is gone. I think Shapiro's gone. And there you go. And uh, Lance comments, let's poke Tyler. Let's talk about trading Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, anyways. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, let's get back to the hockey stuff. I see our hockey insider, Frank Saravalli, is down there. His appearances on the show are brought to you by Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company, Star Mechanical. You can find them online at starmechanical.ca. Frankie, hashtag ring the bell. How are you doing? I'm good. Still uh, basking in the Phil's win. I just tweeted an awesome video of some guy in, in one of the outfield sections literally bought every person in the section a beer last night. It's $4,500 US plus tip. Plus tip. tip. That's good. That is very good. Um, Yeah, that ballpark has just been absolutely rocking. It's a lot of fun. But you're going up against our boy, AB's Atlanta Braves. So it's going to be a tough DS series for you. I'm a big How many times have you been to Atlanta? (laughs) Zero, but I've been a Braves guy since. We used to get the channel TBS up here in Canada. And that was the only baseball that I could really watch as a young, as a young guy. I've been to Atlanta once. Why? And my uncle lives there. Oh, and okay. they have the Olympic park where they have all the bricks laid down with people's names. My name is there. If anyone wants to have a go look. <laughs> Thanks, Liam. <laughs> Here, Liam rests forever. The end of the Oregon Trail. All right, Frank, uh, we got to get to the most important topic of the day. What's going to be the biggest need for the Oilers at the trade deadline? <laughs> You asked me this last week and I told you guys to go kick a rock. <laughs> we put it in the YouTube chat. We said, what do we ask Frank first? That's what they wanted. Uh, no, we'll move on. We're just, we're just messing with you. Um, you were at the board of governors meeting. Oh and one big thing that came from it is the news about the salary cap for next year. Gary Bettman projecting 87 to 88. 
I'm greedy. Is there a chance it could be higher than that? Yeah, I think there actually is. Um, the current agreement calls for a 5% increase. And so it's at 83.5%. 5% on top of that is 876 mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Uh, revenue is supposed to relink uh, to the actual cap projection and how it, it works. So theoretically, based on last year's revenue, what the cap in a normal world would have been this year is somewhere around 92 to $93 million. Now, there's nothing that says the NHL has to increase the cap. And the problem for the PA and why they should have negotiated to increase it this year was that they could have then had the 5% increase that's in the contract tacked onto whatever they negotiated this year and didn't because they didn't want to give anything up. They're going to probably have to give something up this time around in order to have it increase more than that. So are they comfortable with the status quo of 87.6? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, it's good that it's finally moving in the right direction. I think a lot of yeah, people, I mean, a lot of fans, were, a lot of GMs as well, I suppose, were probably hoping for maybe a bit more of a spike for those curious. That would leave the Oilers with about, if it's 87.5, $12.3 million in cap space for next season. But I don't You're think... You're not counting the Connor Brown? Does not count the yeah. Connor Brown overture that will hit as soon as he plays his 10th game of the regular season. Um, The other big story that kind of came out of all of this, why are we talking about expansion? When you look at revenues in the sports leagues in North America, the NHL is whatever, fourth or fifth. Why would they be the first league to go to 34? Explain why this makes sense. Well, I'm not sure it does to me, but I don't have a vested financial stake in NHL business. I think from a pure product perspective, going to 34 and being the first, not just North American pro sports league, but the first worldwide pro sports league to go to 34 teams seems like a big jump. But when you consider the dollars at stake, Vegas, $500 million expansion fee, Seattle, 650, the Ottawa Senators five years ago, one of the least valuable teams in the NHL sells for 950. What does that mean the next you know expansion fee is going to be? Gary Bettman said with a big smile on his face, a lot. <laughs> but what he really meant was a billion or more. And that's a big ticket and it becomes one of those situations of who says no here? No one's saying no to a billion dollars. Wait, you mean people are lining up in Houston, Salt Lake City, Atlanta, Quebec City? They're lining up in these places to cut them a check for a billion dollars, which 30 plus million goes to each owner who has a seat at the table. You ask me why it makes sense. That's why they're sitting there going, wait, you, we don't have to do anything and we just get a million, we get 30 million dollars. That's it. The NHL expands its footprint. Their TV and content partners get more eyeballs. You have increased revenue flowing into the league because there's additional teams. I mean, it's a pretty intoxicating drug. I saw someone tweet me this earlier today, and it was like, expansion, you know, getting a taste of that money must have been like crack cocaine for these guys. Like, it's just you get it and you don't really have to do anything for it. You just kind of want another hit. 
How soon could we actually see this happen though? Oh, we gotta be like years and years like away. A few years, right? I don't even know if the talent pool is there in the NHL. That's a problem too, yeah. I think it's sooner than that. Like from team actually, you know, skating onto the ice, probably like four or five years away. But I wouldn't be shocked at all in two years time if the league is having a board of governors meeting and they're like, that guy in Salt Lake, he seems really interesting and he's got a pile of money and he wants to build an arena and desperately wants a team. Let's give him one. I have one follow-up. What does this mean for the Arizona Coyotes? And because haven't we just spoke about them relocating for the last year, two years or forever, basically. And now we're going to expand. Does this kind of save them a little bit too? Not really. And Gary Bettman said yesterday at the board of governors, because the prevailing thought was, well, they need to figure out what they're doing with the Coyotes first before they can even entertain or consider any, um, expansion possibilities he says they're not related he also kind of in parentheses put a timeline on the coyotes arena decision he said let's see where they are in february that was a quote and i would say that timeline is significant i don't think they can go back for a third season at mullet arena i in fact i didn't think they should go back for a second season without putting a shovel in the ground or at least signing off on a new location for an arena and My personal opinion is they need to punt on Phoenix and not forever. I think they need to move somewhere else for three, five years, whatever it might be, and then go back and expand in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Get a fresh start. That, That franchise has way too much baggage, way too many losing seasons, too many owners, too many different municipalities that have kicked you out. There's really no reason to... Um, to continue to try and wedge that in, move them somewhere, give them a fresh start, change the name, and then look at Minnesota. Happened with the North Stars. They go to Dallas. Five years, six years later, they come back as the Wild, and it's the state of hockey. Yeah, Not saying Arizona is the state of hockey. It is the birthplace of Austin Matthews. But I would say, like, you probably need to do something about that. My only thing with that would be like, <laughs> I, I get the Minnesota example, but like, if it's not going to work now, what makes us think like what it magically the arena is going to get built in three to five years. I mean, if that's the case, if it doesn't, then maybe you just don't give them the team, but I don't know. But it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have the pressure of trying to, to exist in a substandard non NHL building. You only go back when you have steel in the ground and they're ready to hit the ground running. That's yeah. that's the only time you go back. And until then, it's like, hey, if you no one wants to build it, we're not coming. Our boy Rusty watches the show every day from Utah. So he's obviously mm-hmm. all in on Salt nice. Lake City getting a team. Why is Kyle asked the question? So I'll throw it your way, Frank. If you got to pick the next two, where would you put them? I would go Houston and Salt Lake. Um, look, I, I covered way too many games in Atlanta with a 10 and 12,000 seat crowd in a 19,000 seat arena to think that they deserve a third chance. It's a shit sports town for pro sports. They love the Georgia Bulldogs. They like Georgia tech. They don't support the Falcons. They don't, they, they actually have taken to, to the MLS, the Braves. You could get playoff tickets last year against the Phils for peanuts and had empty seats. 
just inexcusable. It's not a pro sports market. And I don't care if you build the stadium in suburban Atlanta. I don't care if you build it on Mars. I think you, you should give another market like an untapped Salt Lake City that has one pro sports team and is growing exponentially. Salt Lake City to me is kind of like the next Nashville. And I don't mean definitely not in terms of the partying and and um, and lower Broadway because they stopped serving at 10 p.m. there. Uh, but in terms of the growth in the marketplace, people moving there, amazing place to live. That's like it's it's one of the up and coming cities in the U.S. Get in there, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that at all. And I agree with you on Atlanta. Like I just, I, I would not be for that. Every time I see a pop up on my Twitter, it's the biggest eye roll. I'm like, come on, we don't need to be doing this stuff again. Um, quickly, a little bit of Oilers talk to throw your way, Frank. I don't think there's really that much drama that's going to happen in the next couple of days with their roster. It feels pretty cut and dry. Um, but last week when you were in town, you sat on this chair and you said, boys, Jack Campbell opening day starter. I said, Frank, you're insane. But now I'm on board. I think Jack Campbell is going to start game one for the Oilers. His play in the preseason has just been too damn good. I said all along it should be a meritocracy, and I wasn't even sure if that's what it would be through camp. But I also felt like there's since it's not a technical thing with Jack Campbell, and since he was so shaken last year and seemed to really struggle mentally, you know, one of Jay Woodcroft's jobs this year, aside from, you know, some strategy and keeping every, the, this train on the tracks is he's got to be a professional tire pumper for Jack Campbell. He's got to be a Nat, NASCAR pit crew style <laughs> tire pumper because that's what this guy needs. There was a lot of pressure for him walking into that situation. He'd never signed a contract anywhere close to that. Comes to a new market feels like he needs to be the guy and fell flat on his face. And now it's only year two of a five-year deal. And it it already feels long in the tooth, which is unfortunate, but he's got a real opportunity here to turn it around. And look, I'm a Stu Skinner believer. Like I, you don't need to convince me, but you're going to need both these guys to play significant chunks of games this season, whether it's, 45, 35, even though that's the math Ken Holland used, doesn't didn't exactly line up. It was very close. Um, but that's sort of the split that they're envisioning. He didn't say which one. So no. you can listen to that, frankly speaking, on your holiday Monday, a little turkey and frankly speaking. Why not? Um, also, as a part of your interview series here in Edmonton, you had a chance to sit down with Connor Brown for a little bit. That story was posted yesterday on Daily Faceoff. The link to it is in the description of today's YouTube chat if, or today's YouTube event if you want to check it out at dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, but what did you learn? Give us a little preview of that article and what you learned from Connor Brown. Basically, a godfather type situation, an offer you can't refuse. When you go to dinner with Connor McDavid and he lays out your pitch, um, you're not, I mean, who says no to that? Yeah. No one. Um, so that was really interesting to hear his take of like what that dinner was like uh, in Toronto. And he's like, I knew before I even got up from the table that that's the place I had to play. Mm. So that plus, I also think the expectations for this year, they're pretty high on him. 
and rightfully so he's a really he's a diligent player like i think that's the best way to describe him he's definitely not the most skilled guy but i think he's gotten everything out of his game with um his work ethic and i think in some ways he's he's a lowercase zach hyman um and and him and hyman obviously know each other quite well from their time in toronto so He's a fascinating and intriguing addition for a team that really needed to have a, just an extra little shot or bite on the right side. He's kind of low risk in terms of the cap hit and fit perfectly. And really what I talked to him a lot about was the difficult last year that it was for him feeling like, you know, you're an NHL player, you're being paid like one every two weeks but you don't really feel like an NHL player because you played four games and you're out for the rest of the season after having ACL surgery on November one, a lot of kind of dark days, Mm -hmm. crushing Netflix series, sitting on the couch with his pregnant wife. And he spent a lot of his time trying to find a way to improve. If I can't play, I want to improve. And so he said, I reinvented my diet and just tried to get better that way. So not a lot you can do, but Feels like he filled his time in a pretty valuable way and appreciated the support system. Connor Brown, in-depth piece with him and Frank. That's up now at dailyfaceoff.com. Next week, new episode of Frankly Speaking with Jay Woodcroft and Ken Holland. Find that wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, when's your bold predictions article coming out? That's Monday. So more Thanksgiving Monday treats from Frank Saravalli. Mm. What do you guys do for Thanksgiving? What do we do? Yeah, I mean, like, what's your, give me your, like, rundown. Uh, I'm doing, I'm actually not doing anything on the Monday. I'm doing dinner with my parents Saturday, dinner with Amber's on Sunday. Um, My parents are going camping and leaving me for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I am going to be scouting at Terwilliga Rec Center, and then on Monday I have my dinner. Family dinner and football on Sunday. Yeah, classic AB. Yeah, it's definitely not as big as it is down in the States, but you still do the turkey dinner thing. Tyler's spending U.S. Thanksgiving with me at my house this year. I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Be a lot of if we fun. do it right, four-day weekend, are you kidding? Sign yes. me up. That is good. The football on during the day on that Thursday. Oh. It's fantastic. It's going to so be a good time. All Can't right. Thanks, it's my Frankie. favorite holiday of the year. Yeah. Mine, mine's Christmas. Yeah, but Christmas is a lot of work. I, I agree with Frank if, in terms of American Thanksgiving yeah. to Christmas. Like all the good parts exist in Thanksgiving, right, Frank? You just don't buy people gifts. Yeah, you save a whole bunch of money. You get a lot of the same family time. And you want to know even better, Tyler, you'll experience this when you're here. We don't cook. I don't cook. My wife doesn't cook. We actually like totally order Thanksgiving out. Like a whole thing, like totally cooked. And you just pick it up, put it in the oven, and it's... Like you don't even have to work. It's so good. That does sound awesome. Get ready to do it. Yeah. Get ready to do it. All right. Over under on how how early we crack our first beer on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna say I'm not sleeping all nighter. I'm gonna say ten. I like that. I was gonna say eleven, but yeah. Well, is it a a beer or a mimosa? Little beer mosa. Do you guys drink Caesars in the States, Frank? Bloody Mary. No, but we're just getting more Clamato. And when I was with Tyler last week in Calgary, I was drinking a little red eye, drop a little Clamato in the beer. Just makes it go down easier. It's easier on my stomach. Yeah, that is. You ever do that? I do that all the time. Yeah, I'm familiar with with that. Or beer and OJ, and I call it a bro J. (laughs) Beer and OJ? Yeah, it's beer the same and OJ thing for your so stomach. Good, it's Frank. like the same. It just goes down a little easier. Oof. I don't know how I feel about that. That feels like a 
like a one-way ticket to Heartburn City. No, beer. It's legit Sunday morning. Yeah, it's football yeah. game started at 11 here, and you get a little breakfast beer in you, some top it off with a little OJ. So wait, that's good living. That's healthy. <laughs> so that's just a beer mosa. Yeah. 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 So I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we call the same things, different yeah. things up here. Yeah. <laughs> we uh we learned a lot today. We learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, thanks for stopping in, Frank. We gotta wrap up the show. See you guys. There you go. Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Star Mechanical on the Star Mechanical guest line, starmechanical.ca, 780-481-8873 is the number you call for 27, 24-7 repair. Beer and Coke, hey? (laughs) A Boke. Nobody's ever in Bokes nowadays. (sighs) I have one every weekend. Dangerous Wade says, try a Hyphavicin beer and banana juice. How can you juice a banana? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what hyphen wise is. Uh, is a boke actually a thing? Or shut did you just up. Make that There's up? no way. Yep. Next time you go to Oscars and show a podcast for <laughs> one, trust me, they will remember what it is. Yeah. Uh, now, have you tried it? I have. Um, yep. Have you actually? Because you know what I got right here? Maybe a little content after this. Don't yeah, ask why hey. I have a full liter of Coke either. That's <laughs> it's incredibly irrelevant. Yeah. I've had, a, I've had a few bokes in my time. They're not bad. Don't knock until you try it. So exactly. I'll be sure to let the guys at Oscars know. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, uh, let's see. I can't remember. We don't have a lot of time for me to think of my experiments on a Saturday night. Um, I went, I now feel like I need to justify myself actually. Um, so <laughs> significant other and I went grocery shopping a few weeks ago Yeah, and we needed to do a big load up and we bought some household things. So it was a $300 purchase. Grocery store we go to does a free gift if you spend 300 bucks. And they were like, oh, you win uh, two Coca-Cola products. And I'm like, okay, sweet. We'll take a ginger ale and a Coke. I'm thinking it's two free two liters because like that's usually the giveaway. Yeah. No, it was two 12 packs of one liter bottles. 12 packs. So I, I got 24 that's, liters that's of Coke and ginger deal. ale. Like but now cool. like you're, I, you're carrying around one liter. I always have to be like rocking one liter <laughs> containers of Coca-Cola wherever I go. It's ridiculous. Tyler does not sleep. No, yeah. I'm always ripped on caffeine. Watching the Jays game, just super yeah. angry, just crushing Coca-Cola. Yeah. Shotgunning a Coke, there's no reason. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, Betway Other Sports Report before we get to the end of the show. Thursday night football, the game you've all had, you've all had circled on your calendars. Commanders Bears. I probably won't watch this game. Commanders are not bad. But the Bears are so bad, so bad that it makes it so difficult to watch. Like yeah. even Monday Night Football is like, okay, well, Seattle are decent, but it was so difficult to watch the game when the Giants had the ball. I feel like that's exactly how tonight's going to be too. If you want to bet on it, I I don't even know What's where to start. It's, Five and a half, isn't it? It's already moved up to it's moved up to six now. Bears plus six. I would do a same game teaser. Tease the bears up to plus 12 and then tease the over down a little bit. And maybe it's similar to the game against Denver where they put up some points and shit their pants at and the end. Lose. Yeah. Um, anytime touchdown yeah. score. Robinson. I, he's minus 134, though. Then no, I'm probably. So, one what's one. Fields to run one in? Plus 160. Because he can't throw. Boom. That's where my money's going. Okay. That's, I don't hate that thought process either. What's Robinson's um, yards tonight? Oh, rush attempts is 16 and a half. I don't hate that. I feel like the, yeah. the commanders could get out to such a good yeah. lead that they're, that they're able to just run it out. It's going to be a doozy tonight. It's not going to be fun. And I'm not going to watch, which might, feels weird to say, but I might even watch preseason hockey. 
No, better than the alternative. <laughs> Maybe I'll go indoor golfing tonight. Ooh, that'd be a nice play. No, I have a fantasy hockey draft tonight. That's big. Maybe I'll get a good night's sleep. No, 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 probably not. No, never mind. Uh, shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Let's wrap up the show with our Alberta Blue Cross favorite memory of the day. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever your travel takes you. Maybe you're going to Salt Lake City, Utah to visit our boy Rusty. Wherever you're going. Wherever. Maybe you're going to Atlanta to see my plaque. <laughs> your what? My plaque. Oh, yeah. My brick. I thought you were like using some weird slang term for uncle. I was like, what? No, that would be unk. <laughs> ah, uh, ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Liam, your favorite memory of today's show? My favorite memory of today's show was uh, finding out Frank's predictions of where he thinks the expansion teams could come in the NHL. I think so. And how quickly they yeah. could come. Yeah, and how quickly. Like, I think Salt Lake City and Houston would be two very good destinations. We'll see if Arizona even survive long enough for Houston to be an expansion team. I hope Atlanta just goes off the table. I completely agree. Yep. It's not a sports town. Uh, for professional sports. And yeah, that was it. That was my favorite blue cluster from memory. Also, our like goal for the day was what? 90. 90. We're at 78. If you haven't liked it yet, hammer it. Just hammer it right now. We'll hit, we'll get to 90 yeah. in the final three minutes of the show. AB, favorite memory of the show? Um, my favorite memory was in the chat here. I saw somebody with the username Daryl Sutter and his photo, and all they wrote was, You hiring? <laughs> So uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Thank that you for good. that, Daryl. That made that was, me chuckle yeah, earlier. That was, that was a good one. Uh, my favorite memory is when we asked Frank about the deadline plans and he did not want to play along. Too bad, Frank. Oh, I have a second favorite memory because okay. I forgot to bring this on and from yesterday. And this just made me so happy. This guy. This guy. That man. A good one. <laughs> That's got really good meme potential. I've seen it everywhere all over my Twitter feed. This Secondary, morning. like not even this guy, but in all the highlights you played, Watching people go nuts for preseason goals is just really funny to me. Seven <laughs> yeah, more is. likes. Hit the like button, people. Come on. Come on. I'll keep playing this till you like it. <laughs> uh, Maynard Nugent Spivey says, is Liam going to make it through the show without an emergency bathroom break? We're not letting him go to the bathroom until we get to 90 likes. So if you're watching on YouTube, hammer the like button. <laughs> I haven't had any liquid today. <laughs> you know that meme where it's the grandma in the cage and it's like, oh, yeah. grandma doesn't get let out until, oh, yeah. until we get 90 goals. Grandma doesn't like get let out. Um, Tyler takes the bathroom break with a liter of cola running through <laughs> Dangerous Wade says I got a soda siphon and recently made my own peach vodka soda that sounds delicious I think of all the artificial flavors peach is my favorite mine's um, artificial flavor. mine's probably a, a mango or a lime I kind of like that it's artificial and, yeah mango a good, mango's a good artificial flavor I'm usually very anti raspberry yeah, me too. I usually don't like artificial raspberry, but the raspberry white claws are good. I don't know why. Oh, no yeah, that is true. Uh, artificial watermelon tastes nothing like real watermelon. Not really a watermelon fella. I have to be honest. Watermelon fella. <laughs> cherry. <laughs> Cherry's ah, better. If you get like a cherry yeah. vodka and Coke. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Legit. That's, that's good. Cherry Coke is pretty good. Uh, fake banana flavoring. Terrible. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm out. On, I need the real thing. This might be a hot take, but anything grape flavored for me tastes like absolute ass because yeah. it doesn't taste like what a grape tastes like. No, I'm not. Artificial afraid. grape tastes like a completely different thing. Mountain grapes. We're thing. getting way off track, right? Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Battle says cool. black cherry is my favorite. The one that always drives me really nuts is when something is blue raspberry flavored. Like black cherry makes sense. That's a thing. Blue raspberry. That's an oxymoron. Where, what lab, like when did that begin? <laughs> What's the first known sighting of something being blue raspberry? Who, 
who did this? Yeah, that is a little crazy. Show us, yeah. show yourselves. Hey, shout out to uh, Loomis last night because I was in the Discord <laughs> chat going, and he made me my own little um side thing on the side for pre-gaming with Boardsy. So shout out to you, Loomis, and shout out to all the guys in the Discord. Still can't get it's, it on my it, phone. Bro. It's a family in there. They that thing is popping twenty four seven. I got to use it on my laptop more. It's one o'clock, but we're one like away. Someone's <laughs> got to go hit the damn button. Someone hit the damn buttons. So we can end the show. I'm so committed to this now. I'm pulling out my cell phone. Yeah, that's probably the way to do there this. We I, there we go. Hey. We hit 90. Uh, Nuge lover and yet blue raspberry is such a good flavor. I don't know. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll throw some of these questions the way of our Oilers preseason roundtable tomorrow. We're going to yeah. have both, both two in one. Bag Milk and Gregor joining the show tomorrow to do an Oilers preseason roundtable. That is how we are going to end off the first week back for Oilers Nation every day. Shout out to Frank Saravalli for popping by for a little bit, as well as Alberta Blue Cross, Betway, Star Mechanical, Sherwood Ford, Greta, Season Watch Party. Tickets available now, nationgear.ca, and Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. As always, we are live from the Sports Closet Studio. Boy, how would we ever jam in more? into that last ad read. There's no way. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at Noon Mountain Time. Chat with you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.